All right, you've made it through another week of the quarantine. Coming up on about two months now since the last time we saw sports. We're about a week away from that. This is the Locked On Syracuse podcast, the only place for daily Syracuse podcast brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code Locked On for ten dollars off your first order of Built Bars. Also, don't forget to check out the show on Twitter at lo underscore Syracuse. On today's show, we will get to part two of our conversation with Hayden Nelson. So that's a lot of good stuff coming up in just a sec. And stay tuned all the way through the end because we will have some more basketball recruiting updates for you, including one player who did not pick SU, and we'll also talk about the potential future of another guy because things are starting. Starting to get down the home stretch in his recruitment period as well. So let's get right to it. Hated Nelson, part two. It, this is seven commits now, I think we're up to in this 2021 class. And the way things are going, I mean, they've been reeling in one a day here. So by the time some people are listening to this, it might be eight or nine. But we've already seen three defensive linemen by my count, including you in this class. And then McDonald, Derek McDonald was added today is maybe an outside linebacker they're saying now do you think the coaching staff has put a point of emphasis to bring in some new defensive linemen and maybe more of your skill set so it fits that three three five defense a little bit better mm-hmm. and you know i think they have four defensive linemen graduating that are senior so it's definitely a, a position that they need to get some depth in for sure for you when you're coming in to a class that has so many people at your position why is that something that you want to go into as opposed to maybe a place I, I can't even let's just say for the sake of the argument, say like Indiana, where maybe they wouldn't have as many defensive linemen come in and you kind of see a path to getting on the field earlier? Um, I mean, at Syracuse, you know, they, they may be taking a lot of dudes, but mm-hmm. I, I like competition and it makes you better. So, you know, Coach Ryan just kind of said the best, the best guy's going to play. So, you know, there's three spots, and I think the best three players are going to play on that defensive line. So, obviously, Coach Reynolds has been recruiting you a lot. The new defensive coordinator is Tony White, a guy that a lot of Syracuse fans are trying to get familiar with. What have you, what have your interactions with him been like so far? He's a, he's a great dude. Uh, you know, he's one of my favorite coaches, one of the reasons that I actually made the commitment, too. But, uh, you know, he's, he's just a really good guy. You know, he loves football, too. And, and he likes he, he wants his best for you more than a lot of other coaches do. Getting back to some of your high school days, and we talk about how you in Wisconsin, and, and I think the same would apply in a place like Iowa too. You're going up against some of the best linemen in the country. Who are some of those great players that you have gone up against? Whether they're guys who have already gone D1, are about to go D1, or will go D1. Um. Yeah. I mean, well, at Wisconsin, see a bunch of dudes that, you know, are committed to Wisconsin, Iowa and all that, but, but they're big. The one thing is they're big. They're like, you know, I've, I play dudes that are six, eight, uh, over 300 pounds. And it's always tough dealing with those dudes and the, their long arms and all that. But you got dudes like, like, uh, Marcus and Bao plays like 10 minutes away from me. He's a good friend of mine. He, he's a, he's a stud. He plays, uh, offensive tackle. You got dudes like, like Sean Timmons and, and a bunch of guys in our conference that, uh, are committed to play at, at really good schools. For the offensive line. You kind of mentioned earlier how now you're maybe focusing a little bit on sharpening your technique. Could you go into some of the specifics and maybe some stuff you're working on technique wise? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm definitely working on my hands. Uh my hands and my pad level will be the, the two biggest things. 
just things that I got to get down. And that's kind of is what separates, you know, a, a good defensive lineman from a great one. And then definitely footwork as well. Just kind of, you know, I play like a, like an athlete. I just kind of, uh, I kind of beat people with my athleticism over technique. And obviously at the next level, everybody's athletic and talented. So you got to use that technique. Have you spoken with either Alton Robinson or Kendall Coleman? Mm, never, but you know, I definitely it would be a cool opportunity. So time for some fun questions here. Uh, kind of get to know you a little bit off the field. Um, who would you say is your favorite musical artist? Um, man, that's a good question. I would say either Eminem or J. Cole. All right, two solid picks, two solid picks. Uh, big one for me here. Are you a Packers fan? Absolutely, huge Packers fan. Uh-oh, that's trouble. That's <laughs> trouble here because I'm a Bears fan. So, <laughs> yep, and what you said. Yeah, so we've had we've had our, our times going on the gridiron, but you guys have definitely gotten the best of us Dominated. for the most part. Yeah, no, it's Dominated. it's tough watching going from Brett Favre now to Aaron Rodgers, and I know everyone's making a bunch of noise about this Jordan Love pick, but mm-hmm. I just feel like as a Bears fan, that just seems like okay, that's the next guy in line who's going to torture me for the next fifteen twenty years. Yeah, yeah, I I don't love the pick, but I do love the player. I think he's. He's a heck of a player. He got really good skill set. Have you been to Lambeau before? Yeah, I've been there like three or four times. When uh, I went out for the Bears game actually this year. Trying to remember. Okay, Bears game oh. this year. What was that? That was that was when uh, the last play they were like throwing the ball. They were lateral. On the ball oh, they almost yeah. Court. They almost won it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, what's your favorite sport outside of football? Oh man, I love playing basketball. Just like uh, going to the local gym, playing basketball with my friends. I'm actually I'm not too bad actually. I'm working on my jumper, but I'm gonna drive into the hole. So yeah, there's been a lot of Syracuse players in the past that have looked at from the football side, looked at walking onto the basketball team, which is I've always found interesting. So maybe you're the next line of Syracuse football pickup legends. Have you been watching The Last Dance? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Love it. And what have you thought of it so far? It's amazing. Just, uh, you know, Michael Jordan, I really didn't know too much about him, just that, you know, he's regarded as a goat, but seeing, you know, how he, how he lived and, and how he kind of affected the game of basketball, it's really cool to see. Who are some players that you looked up to football wise growing up? Oh, man, I'd say the biggest one would probably be like JJ Watt because he played about, 10 minutes away from my, where I grew up and, you know, really we're pretty similar dudes in, in terms of high school recruiting and everything. Have you ever met any of the Watt brothers? Nope, never. I got, I work out at the same place they do though. Okay. Hmm. Maybe that'll happen sometime down the road. Uh, speaking of that Wisconsin area, I don't know if you're a fan of the bachelor, but two years ago, Nick, uh, from the bachelors from Waukesha, which is right around your area. Did, did you watch that season? Do you know anything about him? Nope. Nothing. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Swing and a miss. <laughs> Quick time out to tell you about our friends over at built bar. Tim, I think I've done it. All right. I'm, I'm pretty far through my box of built bars now and I've got my official top three. Oh wow. So I'm going in order. Okay, I've got the double chocolate mousse at number one, 
the raspberry chocolate cream yep at number two and then number three we've got the peanut butter brownie i love these build bars they are the most tasty snack you can get and on top of all they are healthy for you as well you get 16 to 20 grams of protein every time and low calorie as well yeah, I mean, I think raspberry chocolate cream is still my number one. It's the first one I had, and that first bite, I gotta tell you, just a great first impression. And first impressions are everything, but these are candy bars that are somehow protein bars. Everyone out there needs to go to BuiltBar.com because they're well worth it. You too can go indulge in Built Bar yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, that's BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order. So Wisconsin has some of the the best at least spelled out towns what are three of your your favorite wisconsin town names to say uh you got oconomowoc that's a good one i mean pewaukee is kind of easy but uh what else we get well um mcguanago that's another good one what's your go-to order when you go to culver's oh man you guys know about culver's I had it today. Um, I went today because I, I <laughs> saw we were interviewing you. So I was like, all right, we got to fit in a Culver's run today. They don't got that by Syracuse, do they? No. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> oh, they just man. got Chick-fil-A uh, two years ago. Yeah. So that, That's cool. Yeah. I was, the one thing I get is a, I get an eight-piece chicken tender basket, a large fry, three scoops of vanilla ice cream, and, uh, and a water. All right. That today I I tried the mushroom Swiss burger and I was a fan. I, I like their burgers. I like their fries more than their cheese curds, though. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. When you go out to Syracuse and, and just being in the Northeast, seemingly it's for the first time for you, what do you think is going to be the biggest culture shock? Oh uh, man, I don't really know. It would just be cool, you know, to be committed to a school and, and seeing the. Because it'll definitely look at uh, me a little bit different because I'm committed, whereas I've been on a bunch of visits and I've just been kind of a prospect. Uh, being committed, you know, part of the family, it'll be really cool to, to see everybody there. Do you have a number in mind that you want to wear when you get to Cuse? Uh, something with a nine. I've been talking to Terry and we both wear number nine. So he said rock, paper, scissors to see who gets it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How much do you That'll guys a... talk with the other uh, 2021 guys? Oh, we got a group chat with the with the defensive staff and Coach White. So every time we get a, a commitment, you know, he adds them to the group. We all welcome in, and then we we've been working on recruiting, so recruiting some other guys. So we we talk pretty much every day. When you end up rock paper scissoring with Terry for that nine, I mean, you guys you got to live stream that. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're on like Twitch or Periscope. We're gonna official visit together. So I was saying that when we do it, you know, it's gonna be really interesting when we do that rock paper scissors. <laughs> That's awesome. Is there a show that you've been binge watching now during the quarantine? Uh, I watched All American. That was really good. And I just started watching Outer Bank because my friends are making me do it. Malcolm Folk said those same two answers. Yeah. When he was on the show. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Same Outer exact Banks two. So crazy. That that gets wild at the end. I just finished that one up. It's it's a little unrealistic. I don't know how far you are into it, but overall entertaining. Yeah. It just makes you wish summer is here at this point. And and obviously we're in a mm-hmm. weird point now, but Gives you that summer feel. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, what what's an NFL quarterback? If you could pick one to sack, who would it be? Oh, that is a good question. 
you right, say right Trubisky, now, you're, you're cut off. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say Trubisky because I don't want to sack him. There's, no <laughs> There's no pride in that, yeah. There's no pride. Too easy. But, uh, probably, I would say Jimmy G because, man, the 49ers whooped my Packers, so. I'd, I'd I, that, you know that's Dino's guy, right? Yeah, Dino's guy. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to keep the answer. I'm going to hit Jimmy G. <laughs> <laughs> you might have just lost your scholarship with that answer. Um, yeah, hopefully it doesn't work. But is it cool to you that your coach that you're about to play for in college was the college coach for the guy who I think at the time signed the biggest NFL contract in league history? Yeah, it's definitely cool the the guys that he is he's coached and, and been a part of it's really cool what would you say is uh the most memorable play of your career so far oh man i would say uh my touchdown i got i got a i, I forced a fumble i just kind of went through the line uh sacked the quarterback as he was trying to hand the ball off and he fumbled it and one of my favorite people ever to play with uh he was an outside linebacker his name's drew seymour and uh, he dropped the ball and he, was, he had a free touchdown, but he muffed the ball, and then I picked it up and scored. So I was kind of always joking, but I'm saying thanks for the touchdown. <laughs> oh, that's awful for him, but great for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll get you out on this last one. What is the best part of playing defensive end? Oh, man. I mean, there's a lot of good parts. I would say my best part is just getting sacks and, you know, Getting off the field on uh, third down, getting a sack, making a big play, getting the crowd going crazy. That, that's my favorite part. That's a good answer. I've never heard anyone say get off the field on third down because that's kind of you, you don't think about it just because it's such a natural sequencing part of football. But that's, yeah, mm-hmm. making a big play on third down and getting off the field, get the ball back to your offense. All right, Hayden, this has been fun. Thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. And look forward to watching your high school career and eventually following you once you get up to Cuse. Yep. Thanks for having me. It was, it was good talking to you guys. Lots of fun there with Hayden Nelson. Good way to wrap up the week there. And now let's dive into a little bit of basketball recruiting here as we close out the show. So Syracuse does not land Jalen Gibson, a guy, a big guy that they were after. Again, this coaching staff seems pretty hell-bent on adding a big guy, someone into that front court to help out with Brahma Sidibe, Jesse Edwards, John Bolajak. And so no Gibson. He goes to NC State following the pack, and with a guy like Gibson, I mean, this was a guy who Syracuse got on as soon as he decommitted from Wake and reopened his recruitment, and it all ends with him staying home in the Raleigh area. What about a nice ad, but I think I can kind of copy and paste my answer for Quincy Ballard and some of these other center targets for Syracuse, which is... I just never really felt like Gibson was a legitimate threat to come to Syracuse because it, they already have three centers on scholarship right now. And I know Brahma Sidibe is leaving after next season, and Mark Dolja is also leaving soon, although he's a power forward more, but he can play that anchor position of the zone. I just, given Beheim's track record of how many players he plays each year in his rotation and conference play and how many centers... We're already ahead of Jalen Gibson. It's a lot to ask for a center to come right now, I think. And that's why we're not really seeing them land anyone. Although, as you said, they seem to be very aggressively targeting 
whether it was Joshua Morgan or Ballard for a little bit, and of course Frank Anselm, who who we will talk about a little bit too, a 2020 guy. You know, they have the scholarship, so on one hand it, it makes sense to to go after them. But I will say also, maybe I mean, who knows how aggressive they were with Jalen Gibson? Like, we right. don't have any inside. We don't even know if there was an offer. Right. We, we don't just even know, know that there was interest. Yeah. And I think kind of like what they did with Matt Harms. I mean, do your due diligence. Definitely look into it. Gauge interest. Talk. I mean, just see what. But for all we know, they could have called him once or, you know, chatted with him once. And that was really all they did. So I wouldn't overreact to missing out on this one. I'm with you there. And again, Syracuse fans, I will say, I think they've been a little tamer with the Gibson news. I don't know if they maybe just missed it in the timeline. They kind of scrolled past it, didn't even think much of yeah. it when he didn't end up coming to Syracuse. But they they were a lot tamer, I feel like, on, on missing out on Gibson. I will say, though, in the past, they have not been <laughs> as kind to the misses. And it feels like... I don't know. I, I think we have to start getting getting a little sarcastic on Twitter, Tim, because, I mean, these fans, they like to, to poo-poo every time Syracuse misses out on a guy. Listen, if you hit every single recruit, you're, you're, you've got way too many guys on the roster, all right? Yeah. So what, what are we, we going to throw out there, like a, uh, another whiff and, stock and down. stock down? Yeah, I, I <laughs> right. think that's going to be our go-to anytime there is an, another miss on the recruiting trail for Syracuse. So Yeah, and then some um, people probably— And we say that all in jest. Right. Some people probably get mad at us and, and think we're serious if we did that. But I, I, I like that. We should we should make it a running joke or something, because I think it was Brent Axe actually wrote an interesting sort of opinionated piece on Syracuse.com recently on, I, I believe the lead to his article was something to the effect of, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but he said something like, if you want to just start a polarizing chat with a Syracuse fan. Just say the word recruiting. Or if you want to really get into a debate, just say the word recruiting because he's always been of that camp too from listening and seeing his tweets and stuff that, you know, Syracuse fans and I think most media members experience like with Quincy Ballard, I felt that way more so than some of the others because a lot of people were tweeting and more so than, like you said, we saw with Gibson the other day people were upset about Ballard and thought like, how are they not getting this local kid? Well, it just never really made sense. I mean, I don't know why we were so overreacting to that one. And I do think you can fall into that trap at times, but we're not even people that think recruiting is doing great. I mean, it's not like we're oblivious to this. Right. The ratings have dropped and you you can go back if you really want to, to our recruiting roundup with Ben Burroughs from Syracuse.com. We did a two-part chat with them, and we were very straightforward about what the stats say since Mike Hopkins has left, and I think there's no denying. I mean, unless you have orange blinders on or orange glasses on. Orange tinfoil hat. Right. Unless you're, uh, you're waving the auto orange above your head or something, I think you have to admit that compared to what it used to be, pre-ACC, and even initially once they got into the ACC, it has dropped since Hopkins has left. But to me, a center is just hard to reel in right now, given what the roster makeup is and how many players Beheim plays, which has always been a thing. But, I mean, I think it's starting to become more of a trend that people are picking up on. No doubt, no doubt. One more guy before we get out of here. 
that I want to hit on, Frank Anselm. So his decision probably going to come relatively soon. And a big thing that I think a lot of Syracuse fans, maybe uh, their ears perked up a little bit when they saw Kentucky got Olivier Saar. Now, I think you can perk up one ear, but not the other, because that means, A, you've got a talented big man who you don't have to face anymore. So I guess you're excited about that. He's out of the conference. But even though he is going to Kentucky, I wouldn't rule out the fact that Anselm could follow there because yeah. Sar, you, both you and I expect will be eligible right away because coach was fired and, I mean, it's Kentucky. The, the, Olivier Sar is going to. to be playing college yeah. basketball. The only way Olivier Sar does not play college basketball next year is if there's an off-season injury or if the season does not happen, okay? He will be playing next year. I can almost guarantee that. And if he does not play next year, well, then I will never call the ACC or the NCAA waiver system biased ever again, okay? Because <laughs> it won't be if he doesn't play next year. Because he has a legitimate case since his coach was fired. And it's Kentucky. But, right. So he'll be there for one year. Anselm is not a guy who's looking to go one and done necessarily. No. Because... He's looking to develop, and again, he's a guy who's played basketball, I believe, fewer than five years, so he's a little bit of a project in and of itself, and you'd expect him to maybe get a little bit of playing time freshman year at a place like Kentucky, but he's going to be a guy who's going to take a little bit of time to mature, so I'm not ruling out Kentucky in that battle for a guy like Frank Anselm, so Syracuse fans, I wouldn't get too all wound up and excited of the fact that maybe Anselm it's now a five pony race as opposed to six because of the fact that Kentucky landed Sar. Yeah. I think initially I, I jumped to that conclusion a little bit and then we chatted about it and you're totally right. I mean, Sar is only there for a year and Anselm is outside of the top 100 in terms of recruiting rankings. So he's not, you know, you don't see many guys like that, even if they do go to a program like Kentucky, see enough playing time and put up enough stats to go one and done in their first year when they come in with recruiting rankings like that. But I mean, the other thing is Frank Anselm has not been on a visit to Syracuse and he's not going to get to go on a visit. I, I know he did the virtual tour and I mean, that's been working with the football recruits. So if it's anything like that, I'm sure it was pretty cool. And, and they showed a good side of Syracuse, but it's hard to commit somewhere. It's a leap of faith to do that if you're if you haven't made a visit. And I don't admittedly know about the other schools on his top six. I mean, San Diego State is pretty close to where he's playing his high school basketball. And I, I think just the other schools on the list, it, it's hard to see really Syracuse having a better case than honestly any of them in terms of playing time for him in the first couple of seasons. And while he is more of a project, you would like to to see the floor and develop at your position. So one of those that probably Syracuse fans will overreact to, and we'll we'll do our stock down thing if it doesn't happen. I, I feel better about it than I did initially, because now, of course, there's only five other schools that he could go to, uh, hypothetically, if you go off his top six. But I, the more I think about it, the more I feel like, Kentucky might win this one or just it feels like Syracuse is kind of behind the eight ball a little bit 
Who knows, maybe we'll have the answer for you on Monday. Speaking of next week, we are going to talk with Josh Huff. We did that interview earlier today, so we'll talk with one of the new running backs. Again, we've been talking to a lot of defensive guys for Syracuse, but we will get one of the new offensive players, and we're going to have some fun with him next week because, you know, he's a power back. He likes to score, so what did we do? We drafted our favorite power backs, so... Look out for that next week. For Tim, I'm Tyler. Be sure to check out the Locked On ACC podcast after you're done with this one, and we will talk to you next week.